Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He or she is the best football expert on the planet. I'm playing for pride now. And my pride's gone. We're very passionate people here. Well, I know. We're ready to come for the W, yeah? These girls will smoke you, man. <laughs> Hello once again to the Mirror Gamer Walkthrough with me, Nathan Bliss, gaming editor at Mirror Gaming. Uh, today, I'm delighted to be joined by Aaron and Lewis. Hi, guys. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Are you all right? Good, yeah, very good, thank you, very good. We've got a packed show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay reveal that was just over 10 minutes long. We'll be digging into that as much as you can in 10 minutes of gameplay. There's a lot to get stuck into, and we've got some thoughts. I know we have. Uh, we'll also be going to Lewis, our resident FIFA expert, for the latest leaks regarding Team of the Season, and also EA Sports FC as well, because there's some, some new information about that as well. Uh, and then we've also got uh, a bit of news as well about the cma activision microsoft deal it looks like it's going through everyone so i don't know if you want to celebrate or if you want to commiserate but we'll be talking about that and what that might mean as well a bit later in the show but um let's start with our first topic which is that nintendo revealed 10 minutes of never before seen gameplay footage for the new legend of zelda tears of the kingdom game which will due to be released very soon uh, they showed off 10 minutes of gameplay uh, for the new zelda title which showed off four new powers that link will have including recall ascend fuse and ultra hand so we've got some thoughts on that uh, the map looks pretty familiar even though the uh, the guy presented it, i forgot his name unfortunately uh, he said it was unfamiliar but it looks very familiar to us with sky islands dragons uh aaron we watched it together and i think uh, producer will's going to put uh, the reaction video that we did on YouTube, which you can go and check out on our YouTube channel, was me and Aaron reacting to it at, right at the time, live as it was coming out, uh, with our genuine reactions. Um, now, now you've had 24 to hours Mirror Game. to kind of process the reaction. Are you more excited about Tears of the Kingdom, or are you less excited? How 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 are we feeling? Uh, le- less excited. But um, I wasn't that excited to begin with. Uh, oh, double Aaron and double Nathan. There we go. We outnumber you, Lewis. Watch <laughs> out. Um, yeah, it's uh, this Tears of the Kingdom game. It's um, it's I've I've been struggling. This isn't a secret that I've been struggling to get hyped for it for a while now. And it's almost like Nintendo are playing a practical joke on me in terms of, um, you know, we're not going to show Aaron what he wants, <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure there's more to the game than they're actually showing. Because I, I simply refuse to believe that this game's been in development for six years now. And, I mean, I always expected it to look extremely similar to the original game because, obviously, the Nintendo Switch is getting on a bit in terms of hardware. But in terms of, you know, actually new areas to explore, um, new sites to see, it does look extremely limited so far. I think there were various bits in the in the reaction video that we did yesterday, Nathan, where we were kind of hoping, oh, maybe this is a dungeon, or oh, maybe this is something new. And I guess... 
you know, if we want to talk logistics, technically we did get to see something new. We saw the Sky City area in, in action. Uh, we saw Link's luscious locks flowing in the wind. Um, but aside from that, very similar mechanics, very similar areas, aside from the the four new powers that that were shown. So um, to sum up, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a bit indifferent on it uh, to begin with, but I fully expect to, for Nintendo to make me look like a Muppet when this game comes out <laughs> and blows everyone away. So do not worry about that. <laughs> I was trying to think of other games that have been this sort of, I know there's been other games that have been this secretive before release. I mean, I mean, it's been released on the 12th of May, so we've got just over a month until it comes out. Crazy, crazy. If you, if you, if you put just to put this into perspective, Lewis, imagine if a month before the next FIFA title comes out, you know nothing in terms of features about what's going to be in the game, like to pre-order it. Like, like it seems like Nintendo are almost banking on like you can trust us. All the stuff that you want, it's going to be in there. You can trust us. Pre-order the game. It'll be yeah. fine. Um, I mean, from this is literally all we've seen, Lewis, apart from this and a, a small trailer as well. Um, this is all we've seen um, on it. So what, what do you make of that, Lewis, in your opinion, from someone looking from the outside? Yeah, I, th- I like the look of it personally, but um, I think, yeah, it can excite someone like me or someone who's maybe not played it too much, but... For, you know, big diehard fans like you, Nathan and Aaron, <laughs> uh, it, it, it might not be too appealing because, like you said, six years in development, then it looks very similar to what you've already had. Mm. Um, at the same time, I can understand why they might be so secretive about it because they don't want to give it all away, you know, try and keep that hype and the build up before it comes out. Um, but at the same time, these fans, you know, give them what they want, show them some, a bit more because... Again, you're only a month before release now, or, so, or a month or so yeah. uh, from release. Um, stop holding back because we're going to see it soon anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, get 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 those fans like you a bit more excited because right now you're feeling a little let down. I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say let down. I'd just say like I just the the way they obviously they I know they called it a gameplay reveal, but I just wanted to see a little bit more of a little bit little more hints in there and a little bit more about what we can expect for the game. Uh, we've got a few comments in the chat. Thank you so much, everyone who's who's watching uh, us on Facebook and YouTube right now. Thank you so much. Please, if you've got any comments or you've got any thoughts on what we're saying, please drop a comment in the chat and we'll uh, we'll read them out if they're interesting and any questions as well. We'll try our best to answer them. Uh, Scott says it looks so good, lads. Even though there are some reused bits from the map the new moves open the game up so much for player expression which is what made the first so good um i'm not sure if i agree with there are a few reused bits from the map because we haven't (laughs) seen the map yet and it looked very familiar uh so i'm not sure i 100 agree on that Uh, we've also got jasmine uh, in the chat as well hi jasmine uh they know people will pre-order either way zelda is such an established franchise yeah that is exactly what what my point was um i think for for me I'm like I'm probably gonna buy it anyway, so I'm I've got it pre-ordered, people... Nathan. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, uh, yeah. It was one of those things where I saw it <laughs> for a particular price, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I can always cancel." And what I think is going to happen is that the reviews are going to drop about a week before this game comes out, and all the reviewers are going to be embargoed at the wazoo with they're not allowed to talk about like a couple of specific things, but they're yes. going to like tease it out in the reviews. Like I can see it happening in my mind right now. And uh, that's going to be enough to get me back on board the hype train. Because if not, it's going to be really mm. bad. Like, it seems like you're edging closer to me after the gameplay presentation, uh, Nathan, that everyone else is loving it, but we're not sort of thing. 
I feel like we're the outliers at the moment. I don't hear many other people. Everyone seems like, oh, you can make your own weapons. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, but is that what a Zelda game should be? I don't know. Are you a purist, a Zelda purist, Aaron? Is that what it is? I'm. I think. I think it's sad that 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 old Ocarina of Time style of Zelda game seems to have, mm. have have gone away. Um, and I and I don't think Nintendo did themselves a service by re-releasing choosing Skyward Sword as the HD remaster to release on Switch, because that's that's a very old school archaic uh, approach to the Zelda format that didn't particularly you know it's showing its age a little bit even though they slapped the words HD on the end of it. Um, and I just. I just think there's room in the space for both versions of Zelda games to exist, kind of like how you get different Mario games coexisting with one another. And it's a shame that within the six years, aside from the odd remake, like uh, what was it, Link's Awakening and the, and the Skyward Sword, that Zelda fans have been starved of this proper old school Zelda game in lieu of an endless open world game where you have to make your own fun and stories relatively light. But I don't know. It, I'm at an impasse with it. Jasmine says but, you guys are part of the problem. <laughs> maybe we are aaron maybe we are i haven't pre-ordered maybe. it yet i will just you know i'll say that i haven't pre-ordered it yet because i'm just wow. I'm still waiting a bit I'll, I'll look i'll probably pre-order it anyway i'll sell but... you my pre-order nathan if uh you change your mind don't worry but that doesn't mean <laughs> we say, can't nathan. talk about it yeah sorry go on this i meant sorry, sorry i meant to say aaron actually if there <laughs> okay. is no dungeons in it i know i know you've been thinking about it for a long <sighs> time if there is no dungeons in it or you could be giving it straight to nathan <laughs> Thirty-day money-back guarantee. Isn't it? Where you bought Maybe. it from, guys? There has to be dungeons in this game because even yeah. in the first game, Breath of the Wild, you had the divine beasts, which were kind of like dungeon light, but they weren't mm. this sort of like multi-leveled, intricate type thing. And um, I, I, I'm talking water to... temple. Yeah, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, water temple. Like you, you get the first four temples, then you, the story gets expanded, and then another eight pop up, like that sort of yeah. thing. That yeah. has to be what they've spent the majority of the six years spending time on. But I will say, the powers look cool. I really like the recall ability, which lets you like yeah. instantly fly up. It seems because not only will that tie into gameplay, but the, you know Nintendo are really good about doing this, where that influences um travel as well as puzzle solving and gameplay. It doesn't solve one problem; it solves multiple. Um, but th- was it the ultra hand ability, Nathan, where it lets you craft like vehicles and stuff? That's I'm it, interesting yeah. to see a bit more about that because I I don't want Minecraft in my Zelda. I guess is what I'm saying, um, <laughs> you know. But then Minecraft is one of the best selling games ever. So what do I know? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So the four powers that they showed off were recall, which you you talked about, which um you just it's like a if if there's any Warzone two fans up there, it's basically like a, a big repel. Uh, to, to <laughs> repel you up into the the sky islands which we didn't also get that much of a look on either uh, there's also ascend which was um allowing you to go through kind of ceilings on mountains so that if you're in like a cave in a mountain you can go to the top of the mountain with that power there's also fuse which you can fuse um uh you can fuse the we- like things together to make weapons and ultra hand like you said to kind of build rafts and things they showed off a raft and like a hovercrafty type thing and mm. and all that jazz so that that is coming to the game confirmed um you talked about how long they've been spending on this game i just i just thought there'd be a new map i don't i don't right. know i don't know is has there ever been a zelda i was struggling to think of this last night you might be able to help me out mm. has there ever been a zelda game released back to back a completely new release that has the same map so the closest map? the closest thing i can think of is ocarina of time and majora's mask which is it's not the same map but it yeah. uses similar art assets right Yes. So those games released within a year of each other. And I think going when everybody first played Breath of the Wild, 
it was kind of assumed that, okay, well, they're clearly going to build off of this foundation and it's going to be turned around relatively quickly. Um, I'd be... I mean, they're definitely using some similar elements of the map because it had that intro, intro stable, right? Where you first get your horse in Breath of the Wild. And, we and the exact the same mountains with the... with the, so, Yeah. It's got the gap in the middle as well. Yeah, it's exactly... Yeah. Exactly the same. So, like... The I, dragon as well? The, the dragon's similar. Um, I, I mean, what frightens me a little bit is if they're bolting on a new section of the map onto the existing map, because then that map is going to get outrageously big. And you could argue that they're already doing that anyway by adding in the Sky City layer on top. Yes. And I thought it was quite interesting that the the, er the area of the Sky City that Inuma was uh, showing us through, it felt very much like the Great Plateau to me in that you're not seeing everything. And they were yes. very specific about that. Like you were, it was very, it was quite barren. There was like loads of yellow grass and it provided good views. But I wouldn't be surprised if later on in the story, more of these sections start appearing above the map, depending on how you influence uh, areas below. Maybe that might generate it in which you're able to like recall. Um, so mm. there, there's lots going on. Like I said, I, I keep so I keep coming to the same conclusion. But to answer your, your question, Nathan, that's the, the Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask thing is the closest comparison I can make, which makes it even stranger that everything we've seen so far, other than these four powers and the ability to craft vehicles, is extremely similar to Breath of the Wild. Extremely. Yes. Well, and Do you yeah. think it might be similar at all, just because obviously Breath of the Wild was so well received so well, that they might you know, have that idea in their head of why change what's broken in a way? I, th I think the problem they've got, I think that's part of it, Lewis, but another part is that they they spent they clearly spent a lot of time building this interconnected physics system where where players can be creative and experiment and that's the direction they've decided to go in rather than develop these handcrafted areas or like set pieces you know these really memorable moments they just want you to create your own memorable moments which is a very different style of Zelda game than than anything that that came before so I'm not saying they shouldn't use the foundation of what they uh you know they created before because clearly they spent a lot of time in it but six years guys it's six years like this is what i mean like i can tell you now in, in a month and a half time we're gonna look back on this stream and like aaron you didn't have a clue or i'm gonna be on this <laughs> yeah, show saying guys i love it i love tears of the kingdom but i yeah, gotta call it as you can see it so far yeah scott in the chat is saying just that uh he talks about majora's mask is one of the best ones in the series yeah that's that's also true uh he also says we've seen 10 minutes of a game that may end up being 100 plus hours i feel like the map is going to be far more different than we think yes that's a good point but that's also just what you think it's going to be what we've seen so far doesn't really match up with that and i think what look i'm going to be open-minded about it and obviously there's going to be more that comes out about the map and everything like that and there's obviously the new sky islands and how that's all interconnected and everything but if the if the map on the ground level is too similar and you've got the new map at the at the top with the islands i just i just worry is that going to be enough for me to actually get myself because i've already explored that area yeah i've already spent mm. I, I don't maybe not 100 hours um like Scott insinuated that he had with Breath of the Wild, but I've already explored that map. And half the thing about having an open world is discovering these areas and going through new bits. And, you know, I've recently put like, I mean, I've put like 50 hours into Elden Ring and I haven't explored every part of that yet. I've still got some, the, half the magic of, most of the magic of an open world game is when you go into a new area and there's new music, there's a new field, there's new enemies, there's new, like there's new everything. It feels like different. You, you can really feel 
going between the different areas, the different vibe. And you, you had that in the first one when you got nearer the castle. It got darker mm. and there was different enemies and the harder enemies. And I just feel if it's if it's too similar, like what's the incentive mm. for me to explore that area again when I've already explored I think, it? Um, following up on what Scott said, though, if it was, you know, a map that has 100 plus hours that you mm. could explore in four, um, surely, you know, they would show some of that in the 10 minute bit of gameplay footage because if you have that much new stuff you you tease that i feel a bit mm. more than they did um and like i said people like you have played this game loads before and they've done all that exploring it's just made it a bit underwhelming i feel it's just I like if, how... there's it, if there's enough Sorry. in the sky islands for me to feel like i can explore a new map that that's yeah. that's my that's my worry with this because I mean, you're talking about how much is this game going to be? 70 quid? $70 in uh, the US. I so believe it's 59 yeah. I believe it's fifty nine ninety nine. yeah. I got it for Do £10, I... pounds less than that, though. Hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why would I spend £60 on a game that has a similar map to one I've already paid £60 for? That's 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 my that's my um, that's my concern. Um, Nathan, it was more people. Sorry, I was, sorry can I just that. say it was funny? Like ten minutes ago, well, not even ten minutes ago, five minutes ago, when you were describing basically sequels, you were like, when you buy a new game, you expect like new areas, new music, stuff like that. And I'm like, yes, you do. Remember, like back in the GTA games, to use another <laughs> yeah, open yeah. world example, you had you went from Liberty City to Vice City to San Andreas. Yes, three very distinct, different cities. Graphic, you know. Granted, they're not graphically as intense as even something like Breath of the Wild or go, go from Tears of the Kingdom. But mm. I feel like I, I, I was honestly shocked after yesterday, like looking online about how excited people were to still play this game. Because mm. if I was being really picky, Ascend, that power, which lets you go up through mountains, a criticism of it could be, well, that takes off the, the fun of climbing, which was such a big uh part of breath of the world but granted you don't have to use it if you don't want to but then another thing is very similar to one of the powers in breath of the world which was rivali's gale where you would we would um it's like a wind thrust that would throw you up and then you'd use that to climb on so like two out of the three two out of the four powers shown so far we've either seen before or it's crafting which doesn't interest me but six uh, years (laughs) six Six years. years six years where where, um, where were we six years ago but yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, like i said i'm keeping an open mind but no, nothing that i've seen so far is making me want to buy this game that that's just me being being quite particular like i'm looking if i'm going to spend 60 pound on a game i want a new experience and I, I just i'm just a bit on the fence at the moment about whether and you know what nathan get enough new experience that what lewis <laughs> we then go and spend £60 on FIFA every single year, even though yes. it's pretty much the same game. I know, I know. They've learned from the EA, EA book. Yeah, but at least EA come out and then they give these like marketing slogans, like driven yeah. passes, power shots. Like they, The goalkeeper's these, fingers like... now move and they make a save. Exactly, all these new wow, things. did they really say that? Um, <laughs> yes, yes, they did. There was like, there was like yeah, a yeah. two-minute video on it. Yeah, all right, Connor was... O'Neill in the chat makes One a good the... point. He yeah, says, sorry, sorry, Nathan, he goes, they're going no. the Game Freak way of reusing assets. But the difference is there is that Game Freak turn around a game like every year, year and a half. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I'd say. Uh, another feature I wanted to talk about for this year, FIFA 23, a new feature that EA actually like talks about quite a lot, was the fact that players used skill moves with their, with the, their correct foot. So uh, left yeah. players 
use the skill move with their left foot and right-footed players use the skill move with their right foot. Every FIFA before this, people just... The players in the game just use their right foot as a default for all skill moves, whether they're left-footed or not. Um, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a new feature. But we're not talking about EA or FIFA. We're talking about Nintendo, right? So let's just, let's just stick, 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 stick when to When you're likening one. Nintendo to EA, wow, what's happened to your game? Oh, like, <laughs> We've had loads of, loads of comments. I'm going to read out a few because uh, some of them are pretty good. Um, Miffy's in the chat. Hi, hi mate. How's it going? Uh, Jasmine said this was worth watching. We'll see. Um, I hope you've enjoyed <laughs> it so far. Um, uh, you've also read Connor's, uh, Connor's comment on there. Uh, Adam says, ah, the fast travel problem reborn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason is also in the chat. Hello, Aaron, man. I missed you. I remember your Resident Evil remake stream. Loved it. Yeah, that, that got um, that got high acclaim, Aaron, I must say. That was that was years ago, that stream as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Feels... glad that, Jason, you can stick around. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> feel like it, yeah. Um, and then Connor says, I hope it's a higher quality than the yearly Pokemon games, though. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not a high bar to pass. That's all no, I'll say. No, it's, it's not. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to repeat myself with this, but I just, I just wish, well, it, worry, it worries me for the exact reason that Lewis said that. If they had a new map to show off, wouldn't they have done it already? That that's the that's where my worry boils down to. To be honest, I don't know. Like I think Nintendo are like cocky enough to, to for the lack of a better phrase, to sort of just they, they're still promoting like Breath of the Wild and like trailers and adverts and stuff like right up until yes. this game's release, which is like mm-hmm. odd. So I just I don't know what the thinking is, and th- there's clearly more to this game than what's going on. But Nathan, if you don't want to re- re- repeat ourselves by way of the map, like I think the one small interesting tidbit I could. Um, pull out was literally because of link's hair and attire yes like this yes. this could take place hundreds of years before uh breath of the wild it could take place yes. hundreds of years after i know there was a spin-off game called hyrule warriors age of calamity which is kind of like a prologue to breath of the wild where you see link when he was a warrior and he's fighting alongside the champions but i'm wondering if tears of the kingdom potentially takes place hundreds of years before that just because mm. he looks very prehistoric in his thing he's obviously got his robotic arm uh feature um yes. But then again, like the Breath of the Wild was so light on story. I don't anticipate that Tears of the Kingdom will be like, you know, giving us many more cutscenes or dialogue to explain away these things. But yeah. yeah. But it was, it was highly, highly teased in the original teaser trailer that Zelda would play a bigger part in this game. And I thought we might have seen a little bit more about that. But do you, do you think after this we can rule out Zelda being a, a playable character in this game? Or do you think that's still up in the air as well? Zelda being a playable character is something that gets brought up with every new like Legend of Zelda yes. game and people are always like disappointed when it doesn't happen. She is playable in the spin-offs, the Hyrule Warriors games as I said, like you know Age of the Calamity is the closest thing to a, a canon Zelda you'll play. Um I personally don't see it happening but but it'd be cool if they did. I mean if they did do that then that could potentially be an entirely new move set that they perhaps mm. they have spent all these years developing. Um, but right now, all I can see is that Zelda's probably been giving Link hair tips because, you know, that's, <laughs> those golden locks must be tough to maintain, especially when you're out fighting contra- mm. contrasts or whatever they're called. Constructs, wasn't Constructs. it? Constructs. Yeah, you're yes. right. And he didn't have a top on either. Or it was a very, <laughs> it was a very loose, loose fitting. Yeah. There, was a, there was a little bit of skin there, which was uh, interesting. I thought um, Nintendo is a family company, but... Um... Yeah, yeah J- Jasmine's having a little bit of a panic in the chat. Uh, should we should we answer her question as best we can? Um, Go for it. She says, "Is Link immortal?" 
she goes on to say hundreds of years before or after would he not be dead question mark and then scott is uh you know saying there are so many links and she's saying what on earth there's 15 zeldas what on earth is this can we can we put this debate to rest aaron uh about the multiple zeldas oh. and links uh, the multiverse theory well i don't know if i've got like multiple hours to go into the zelda timelines <laughs> yeah. right now i've not got my hyrule historia uh handy with me have you not but basically, as it breaks out, I believe there are three Zelda timelines at the moment, and they sort of like yes. splinter off. Um, like Toon Link is not the same Link as the one you see in Ocarina of Time. That's the Wind Waker Link, and you know, it's yeah. It, uh, Zelda's always plays fast, fast and loose with the story. But to answer yeah. Jasmine's question more directly, of how is he surviving a hundred hundreds of years at the beginning of Breath of the Wild, he's woken up. Like that is what happens. And then for the majority of that game, she wouldn't know this because she doesn't play single player games. She's not got great taste in games, everyone. I hate to surprise it to you. Oh my God. That was a bit more spicy than I intended to be. <laughs> what? <the> um, <laughs> she's going to come after me do for that. To, do we have to stop the stream? No, we can, we can <laughs> no! carry on. We can carry on. So I was just talking but, but, to producer Willie sitting right next oh, to Oh yeah, yeah. He's right next to you. But yeah, to answer your question, like that's how it works out. Like for some reason, yeah. Zel- as, as a champion, Link in this timeline, I guess he's immortal, or he can he can at least be like frozen in carbonite or something. Yeah, ho- hopefully that answers your question, Jasmine. Hopefully, um, yeah. I doubt it did, uh, but yeah. <laughs> she says, "Whoa!" Oh, Jasmine's commented, "Whoa, no need shots, no need, no need." Yeah, that did that did come out quite spicy, uh, Aaron. I'm sure you well, she doesn't play single player one. games, does she? She's not played The Last of Us. No. That might change, though. That might change. Hopefully. Uh, Scott yeah. Scott says if he's just having a 100-year snooze. Yeah, as you do. Uh, and it is a game, um, so they can make up anything they want, I suppose, about the uh, about the different lore and everything on that. But, um, yeah, and then Miffy, the multiverse, I expect. The MCU is everywhere. Yeah, that's a mm. MCU crossover soon, potentially. Across the Zeldaverse, you know, that's what they yes. could call it. So hopefully that's answered your question, Jasmine. It is very confusing. I find it hard to keep up as well, and I just try and enjoy the games without thinking too much about it because it's a little bit, a little bit too big for my brain to comprehend. But uh, yeah, I, I just want to kind of leave this discussion with the fact that like, I want to ask you, well, I want to ask you, Aaron, why do you think they did this? The ten minutes of gameplay they showed off these four oh, right. abilities. Was this a? Are the... so let's put ourselves in that meeting at Nintendo, right? We're all sitting around a table. Yeah, yeah. And we're all going, okay. We're going to show. We're going to show them something. They're, they're screaming out for something. We just need to show them something. Ten minutes of something. Oh no, let's show them four powers. Let's not show them anything about the story. That will get them excited. Are they going for? Are they going for like giving you as little as possible so that you're even more? eager to learn to hear more or are they going you know this is all we've got left to show we just need to show them something i i, don't, I can't i can't work it out can you can you put your can you put yeah. yourself in those shoes i don't think it's a big mystery a big mystery box like people are trying to make out it is i think it like really me. is like me trying well, to make out like... i mean i you might be right but i literally think to quote a star trek picard meme it's the sheer hubris of nintendo they know they've just released what many people consider to be a masterpiece and one of the greatest games of all time and they're yes. willing to bank the reputation of that that all those people that enjoyed the first game will enjoy this game just as much yeah. whereas frankly i think you know if you come for the king you better not miss is, is what they say so and nintendo's the king at the moment in terms of like this style of game many people would argue so i literally think that 
they're they're playing their cards close to their, close to their chest. We've barely seen any characters other than Link at the moment. I was you saw me in the reaction stream yesterday, Nathan. I saw a glimpse of a boss fight when they weren't even showing a boss fight. They were showing the new Nintendo Switch OLED, and, and I almost lost my <laughs> you know head. I was like, oh my god, a, a character to fight, amazing. Um, so I, I literally think that they're they're banking on the reputation of Breath of the Wild, and I think they better have something more to show us, otherwise. People aren't going to be happy. Well, I, I mean, I say that people will be happy with this crafting stuff, but people like yeah. me won't be happy. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, I think, um, like you said just then, um, people, like what they've shown so far, if that is it, it's not going to go down well. But like you said, I think they're banking on the fact that the first one did so well. They're hoping they'll all come back for this one and it will go you know, smoothly. 70 yeah. quid, Lewis. 70 quid for. Six years. Reused content. We know reused content is in this game. Six years and $70. Like I said, I'm going to look a fool. So that's all right. <laughs> Let's keep an open mind. But yeah, that that 10-minute that ten gameplay didn't really do anything for us. I think it's safe to say. As long as, uh, to... Ninten- as, as long as Nintendo keep the Mario Kart courses coming, all's well with me, Nintendo. You can do whatever <laughs> you want with Zelda. So it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a few of the comments uh, in, the, in the chat. Uh, Adam says, eSports is better than single player. Shocked face. Uh, some we've got some hot takes, hot takes in this chat today uh, <laughs> as well. Uh, Jason also says, Aaron, when can we expect another Resident Evil stream? Uh, Aaron, I think that's a question for you. If you want to, answer I that. don't know. I think it's a question for you, Nathan. Is it? Uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever Nathan lets me, Jason. But um, it, well, I tell you what, the Resident Evil Mercenaries mode is coming in a free update in a couple of weeks' time. So there, you go. there, there might be an opportunity there. Stick around, but we'll let you if know. If the audience want it. Let's give it to him. That's that's what I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott says, uh, got to show something while keeping the mystery alive for a game that's so based on discovery. Yeah, that's correct, Scott. Although, if there's much to discover is the issue. So we'll have to find that out uh, as well. Um, Connor says as well, they've re-released America 8 and it's still in top 10 weekly UK weekly sales. Brand loyalty strong. Yeah, people people will buy it anyway, but I don't think that's the point. And uh, Jasmine calls us the problem for kind of already looking to pre-order it or something. Maybe, maybe we are. Maybe we need to have a look at ourselves and reevaluate things. Um, Jason says, Nathan, you should do a stream as well. Uh, I have done. I have done multiple ones, Jason. If you go onto our YouTube channel and go onto our live tab, uh, we stream Warzone 2. Me and Jasmine stream Warzone 2, trying to get the one-shot sniper. Me and Matt uh, in the chat as Miffy have also streamed Warzone 2, although uh you you can only see the menus for the first half an hour so i'll skip the first half an hour and go straight into the gameplay. Uh, we've done a few more as well uh, so yeah have a chat look in our live uh, tab and you'll be able to see loads of the live stuff i've been in we've also done a fifa live stream as well lewis so if you're into yep. fifa uh yeah go and check that out as well but you there's, there's loads more to come jason don't worry there'll be loads of people doing streams there's lo- loads coming up some exciting stuff coming up on mirror gaming thank you so much for everyone for tuning in so far on youtube and facebook we really appreciate it and keep them questions coming in but we're going to move on to our next topic because uh, there's loads of FIFA stuff going on this week. Uh, so, Lewis, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week to talk about this. You were at the E Premier League uh, last weekend, which is the um, basically the the E version of the Premier League, the esports version of the Premier League, where 40 of the best professional esports players, um, the best FIFA esports players, kind of um, uh, played against each other, um, 2v2 competition to to try and get that E Premier League title. 
Um, there's also been some leaks around the team of the season, which is one of the biggest promos that's coming out, and also EA Sports FC, which will be the new game coming out later this year after they split with FIFA coming out as well. But um, first, should we start with the Premier League? How, how how was that? What did you get up to? Yeah, it was a it was a great event. Um, this is my first year attending the finals. Um, we had like an all access behind the scenes sort of pass. So uh, yeah, it was really good. We sat down with um, content creator, uh, FIFA content creator Pieface. Had a chat with him, played him on FIFA. Uh, got some good insight into you know, life of a streamer. That was really good beforehand. Uh, and throughout the event, you know, we could we could watch the finals from sort of pitch side i guess yeah uh spoke to players that came off after their games got some good reaction in the end it was Leeds united who won um Olilito, who got to the semi-finals against the eventual winners norwich last year has uh, won it this year of Leeds and, uh, and tom stokes so uh congratulations to them they beat uh, spurs in the final who's a teammate of uh, gorilla and uh tom lease uh, the biggest shock of that tournament was Manchester City. Uh, Shells, who won it in 2021, I think it was. Uh, him and uh, Ryan Pessoa uh, went out in the group stages, which was a, a big shock to everyone. Yeah, they were in what was dubbed the group of death. It was um, them, Liverpool, who were one of the favourites. Uh, Fulham, who had a, a strong chance of it as well. Uh, it was Wolves who actually went through. So that was a bit of a shock. They were some uh, dark horses. Uh, and then it was a Liverpool versus Leeds matchup in the quarterfinals, where I think it was a 93rd minute goal from Leeds to win it over the two legs. Uh, but all in all, it was a it was a fantastic event. Like I said, uh, saw some you know got to talk to some of the players. Uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Video coming soon as well on the Mirror Game yeah. YouTube channel. So yeah. make sure you stick around on our channel to see. Uh, we've got an inter- exclusive interview with Pie Face talking about. Uh, his history on FIFA and, and all that kind of stuff, and also some behind-the-scenes stuff as well, which is exclusive for us. So keep an eye on the YouTube channel for that, and thanks for covering us, Lewis. Really appreciate it. Um, That's great. Let's go over to the, some of the leaks then, because um, there's been a leak about Team of the Season, which is obviously one of the biggest promotions of the of the year, where they, they look at some of the best players from the season so far. The seasons don't actually end until the end of May, but what, what date are they saying this year for Team of the Season? What's the leak? Uh, April 18th. <laughs> so it hasn't been clar- uh, clarified yet if that's when the yep. voting opens or when the team's released. Uh, but based on last year, uh, the first release was, I think, the 26th or 27th. So it was 10 days uh, later than what is leaked to be this year. And for the first time, I think, it is ever in Team of the Season history, it's not going to open with the community team of the season. Apparently, it will be the Premier League team of the season uh, that is the first one to be released. Um, so for those who aren't aware, the community team of the season is made up of players, and fans can vote for this team, uh, players who have had fantastic seasons in real life but have never been awarded a team of the week item in FIFA 23, which is pretty much an item you get if, say, you had one really good week, you'll be awarded with the team of the week item. Um Usually they start off with that, I think, to ease people into the promo, builds up excitement. But this year they're going straight in with the Premier League, which is usually renowned for having some of the biggest and the best players. Uh, so it's a new strategy from EA there. Uh, but the leaks also confirmed, I think it was three different team of the year, team of the season squads and their release dates. So as well as the Premier League on the 18th, which is what we heard so far. Again, not sure if that's voting or the team release in game. Uh, the Bundesliga team of the season comes on the 25th of April, which is a Tuesday. Uh, the community team of the season then comes on the follow the Friday, the twenty eighth of April, and then it's the La, the La Liga team of the season on Tuesday, May second. So it seems it's following the same uh, sort of ideas last year, where it's every three days a team comes out, um, and it looks like it'll be Tuesday and Friday, which it rotates. 
that's really interesting and we'll, and we'll be sure to cover in that on the editorial as well on mirror gaming so just keep an eye on our editorial for our predictions for the team of the season because we'll be definitely doing that over the next few weeks um and moving on as well to ea sports fc obviously with the new uh, ea sports fc title coming out this year uh, after their split from fifa fifa wanted too much money uh, to carry on the license so ea sports fc uh, ea sports said no thank you we'll do our own game without fifa so that's what they're doing this year um and there's been some some potential leaks about what what they could do, what could be on the game in terms of features, not not least that pro clubs will be getting crossplay, which is a, a major di- disappointment with the community for this year, which is the most social game mode was pretty much the only game mode that didn't get crossplay, the one mode that people wanted crossplay on, uh, they didn't get, uh, and then they blamed it on technical challenges, um, yeah. but EA forgot that they 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 also publish Apex Legends, which has like you know hundreds of players on a map cross play <laughs> and they couldn't do 11 versus 11 yeah but do and their and fingers move it... realistically when grabbing things nathan like well, in apex. i mean i don't play apex legends so i don't know but i, I would assume so the hero <laughs> probably jasmine knows more than me about apex legends but yeah that was always a bit yeah. strange to me lewis do you think that had something to do with fifa do you think because of the the split that they give it gives them more room for maneuver i don't i don't know what do you think so this is a personal opinion. I think the fact that they've combined Volta and Pro Clubs, and I think Volta's a mode that they tried and it hasn't worked, yes. shows how they don't really care for it in a way, uh, which is funny because Pro Clubs, I speak to anyone I know, um, if they can play Pro Clubs with their friends, they'll play it. You know, I think apart from Ultimate Team Career Mode, it's the most popular game mode in the game. Um, and I think you know, it's it's... the an offline it's, it's an online mode but it's not like ultimate team where money can go into it so i feel like ea in a way sort of felt threatened that if they added crossplay to that game mode it would take people away from ultimate team which is their money making um and in that that's about they haven't you know added crossplay yet that's just yeah. a theory but i've seen a lot of people say the same thing and like you said it's the most social game mode if you can have a mode where 11 can play 11 you know it's going to take a lot of people away from ultimate team because I think Pro Clubs is like a, a fan favorite mode, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got some comments in the chat, not really um, not really relevant to FIFA, but I feel like I have to read them out because it's pretty funny uh, what I'm reading in the chat here. Um, Miffy says, I'll be having words. Um, I, I presume that's to me for calling out his menu, menu bias uh, that he's been showing in, in the past. Uh, Adam also says, love how the walkthrough has evolved into a mirror gaming roast stream. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? Uh, organically turned into a roast uh miffy says although i was in the menu throwing a wobbly for a good 30 minutes uh yeah you, you were to be fair uh Gigi's in the chat as well hi Gigi. she says that was equally entertaining if not more so um not for me because i was playing the game on my own pretty much trying to find all these new levels and stuff this is the first day of warzone coming out um if you're interested go and check out that stream it's still uh, it's still live on our channel, so go and, go and uh, have a look at that. Jasmine says, yes, their fingers move realistically uh, in Apex Legends. Come on, EA, step it up. Yeah, they have the technology to do it, so they should just implement it as well. They've only um, got all the money in the world, so I don't know why they can't make it happen. <laughs> but yeah, how, how much money did they make this year? It was in, it was in the billions. Yeah. It's got to be in the billions. Um, so I'm like, just... technically, they can do it. I'm just throwing this out there, but do we know who makes more money, like Fortnite or EA from Ultimate Team? Ooh. I guess Fortnite would be the correct answer. Well, I can look. Into I did it, see but... something that was um, when EA released a like a, a lightning round in Ultimate Team. The pack cost something like 
a thousand i think it was like 2500 points and it was like in an hour they would have made a few 10 millions on that alone oh my because God. so many were buying it and it cost so much in the first place and you have to buy went. the game as well on top of buying the game yeah so in-game purchases on top of how much the game even costs is ridiculous they must be you know obviously they are loaded <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's put it mildly um jasmine says it has to be fortnite surely you could think that um but if anyone got... if anyone can have a look into it and see if they can get dig into epic games accounts because i'm sure it's on there ea's financial results are up publicly in the billions i've, I've seen those so if, if you want to dig that out and have a look you know more than welcome to e- the e- chat and pop epics in will be in the billions as well it's just like yeah. the difference in billion i bet because like, fortnite has a broader yeah. appeal but there's no way they're charging more than 100 pounds for an item in fortnite at least i don't think how much a bundle's like 15 quid isn't it so yeah yeah quite the know. jump we'll have to i mean we'll have to see if, if you're in the chat and you're interested if you can do, <laughs> if you can do it for us because uh, i would do it but i've got to host the show so if you could uh, have <laughs> bit busy at the moment sorry yeah, guys yeah i've <laughs> got stuff on the plate at the moment guys but um yeah if, if you've got it got it to hand if you've already got it downloaded as a pdf then feel free to pop it in the chat and we'll, we'll discuss it uh one of the one of the leaks i've seen as well Lewis, which i'm really interested in is dynamic packs which yes. looks interesting and potentially good for the community. Um, so according to League, obviously not confirmed yet, dynamic packs change the probability of packing high-rated players. The more packs you open, the more chance you have of packing a high-rated card or special card. For example, if you have a 5% chance of packing a 90-plus card and you haven't after 15 packs, the percentage will increase and you can see the percentage change. Right, this sounds good on the face of it. If you actually think about it, that sounds like a snowball to me. Where the so? more packs you open, the more chance you have of getting the player. Just isn't that not encouraging you to buy more and more and more packs to get that one player? I'd assume so, but at the same time, I think that covers EA's backs when it comes to um, the random, you know, probability to do with yes. loot boxes. Because yes. if they're telling you. If you open this pack, you have a fifty-five percent chance of getting someone over ninety-five plus, yeah. um, and that you know is an accurate percentage. Then I don't think people can go and complain saying I opened this many packs and I only got one because you can go well. That's what it said. You get one and you got one. Yeah. Um, so I think it covers their backs, but at the same time, I think that will destroy the transfer market. And you know, if everyone's going to be getting these high-rated players and it's guarantees prices are going to drop um and i think one of the leaks as well was to do with the transfer market it's going to have a massive uh overload this year um you know it's going to see receive some of the biggest changes ever according to leakers um and i saw something saying that people who you know rely on trading to make their coins in fifa on the market won't be happy with it so again it's all very vague it's all just rumors at the moment but yeah it sounds like um there's going to be a lot of changes this year to do with packs and the transfer market and all the team, which will be really interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, that will be really interesting. Um, Aaron, just jump jump to you for a second. What's your experiences with uh, loot boxes in general? Have you ever have you ever played a game where you you have to open loot boxes like a like a pay to win type game? Have you if you had that experience before? So I've almost had the reverse of loot boxes, where like I tend to avoid them. 
um, generally, and it's, I, I couldn't even tell you a time where I've invested in them. Obviously, they're yeah. they're a big business earner for not just EA, but all kinds of companies as well. Mm. But it's been interesting because I felt like the first instance of it happening was Rocket League when it first came out, launched on PlayStation Plus. Me and friends had a great time with it. And I was happy just buying like all the new skins for like new cars and yeah. vehicles and stuff like that. And then obviously it went free to play um uh and then they sort of basically yeah monetized it as best they could um that's owned by epic now isn't it actually rocket league yes it's same as fortnite so obviously they did the fortnite method with that and then again it happened with fall guys where i was having a really good time with it playstation plus earning crowns and then as soon as that game went free to play in an effort to sort of like make it more accessible for people as soon as interest went off then they sort of like de-incentivized uh people's need to win because it was based less on you know your your ability or luck in that game but more so like are you willing to pony up for the battle pass i think mm-hmm. the battle pass system is something i have got on board with uh before uh which i tend to prefer in my games and i'm actually obviously diablo 4 the beta recently ended for that and that is like the first in this series to opt for the live service model as opposed to mm-hmm. a closed ecosystem where you can invite your friends into it and they're going to be doing the battle pass and so having played the beta now i'm kind of looking at the battle pass for that game and i'm thinking ooh. Do I want to give Activision Blizzard my money to keep myself interested? <laughs> so I don't have like a world of, um, and obviously I, I'm Paladin's number one biggest fan as well. Uh, mm. Great hero shooter if you haven't played it. Um, <laughs> and that has like loot boxes and stuff like that. But no, I try to avoid them for the most part. And um, yeah. it's these whale players, right? That EA are so good at targeting. The people that are so dedicated to uh, to football that they sort of just make loads of money off is the impression I get from the outside anyway. I think the thing with FIFA, which is kind of, it's it's, it's just a, a cauldron where all these different things get mixed in. It just makes it such a moneymaker. You've got the fact that the loot boxes are expensive. They're completely random. Uh, but the, the percentage of packing a high player is very, very low. Uh, even in promo, promo packs, which are also expensive to buy uh, in terms of FIFA points. <clears throat> but then there's also the other element that the game is pay to win in that you if you have better players on your team, you have a better chance of winning against other players, which makes you then want to invest more to get the better players. Then you don't get the better players, so then you try you try you play again against other better players. They beat you because they've got better players. Then you go. So the, there's kind of a cycle there of the pay to win, and you know having having the loot boxes there as well. It's um, Do, it's it's not a good combination, really. Maybe as a separate conversation, but and I don't want to derail us too much, but. I think a lot of part of it is, well, is that just FIFA has no competitor right now. Like yeah. Konami have, you know, fumbled the ball, you could say, yeah. um, uh, with the eFootball stuff. They've missed so an open goal, you could say. They've missed an open goal. They're goalkeeper's fingers. They don't do it. Um, so it's kind of like, in a way, that's why I'm excited, even just as an outside observer, someone who doesn't really play football game much, mm. for what FIFA itself has up its sleeve. Don't have a lot of hope for what that is because they haven't yeah. got the experience <clears throat> and skill that EA has. But I appreciate, you know, from the wrestling world, we've got the WWE 2K game that has just come out. And now we've got AEW, which is a Mm. game planned for later this year, being developed by the guys who formerly used to develop the WWE 2K games. So um, providing you can get the right talent, I think it's worth, Mm. um, you know, having another challenge there for the king. Yeah. and I'm not uh, sure if you saw it, Nathan. I'm not sure if you saw it, but um, (laughs) UFL UFL released their first bit of gameplay, I think it was, for their game, which will be potentially a FIFA competitor or an EA Sports FC competitor. Um, And I can't lie, it looked all right. It looked quite good. Um, You know, it wasn't uh, the actual movement and the players and the motion. It looked realistic. 
Uh, it did remind me a bit of like an older FIFA, so I don't think the graphics are up to par just yet. But you know, I feel like if anything's a bit similar, and then they get the rest of the game features-wise right, it could be a competitor. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to point out Adam's um, chat uh, because I think this is a really good point to bring up. Uh, do you think the demand for loot boxes is a result of customers actually wanting them or is the demand increasing by companies manipulating the customer? I think that's a great point because there wouldn't be loot boxes in games if people just stopped buying yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people keep buying stuff. Um it's the, I mean... it's the random chance, though, of loot boxes, right? I'm not yes. against buying yes. digital cosmetics in games. And I think Overwatch, or at least it did at one point, did it really well, where it was purely cosmetic, the differences. Whereas, you know, my understanding of FIFA Ultimate Team is that the better the player, extremely lo low drop rate, you know, it's yeah. like you were saying, Nathan, pay to win, right? So it's the randomization factor. So if, if EA truly did want to, like, have the moral high ground on this, they could just completely take out the randomization. But then to Lewis's point earlier... What's the point in having you know different tiers of players if you can just make the same ones available to everyone? So they're almost yeah. caught within a rock and a hard place a tad. And the the problem and, as well is that if there's a monetary value on one item, if there's a monetary value on one card, that opens them up to the loot box legislation that is a is mm. complete because at the moment no individual item on Ultimate Team has a monetary value, which means that item cannot be traded for real money, right? yeah so that that basically makes that that make it makes that digital item worthless in a way which which is ea's argument to say that oh we don't promote gambling because they're not winning anything of substance so if they then yeah. introduce something where they get rid of the randomization and they assign a certain value to cards that could potentially open up the legal ramifications of that and of that what i find really really cheeky from an ea point of view is their most expensive packs you'll find at the store now that are costing 500,000 coins or 3,000 point, people points. Um, everything you get in it is untradeable. So you can't even you know, yes. put it on the transfer market and list it. So you're putting in all this money uh, and you, can li you can't even get money in FIFA back coins from it, you know, if you get anything good. Um, but I think, I'm not sure if you've had this problem, Nathan. I know I have. Um, the one for loot boxes is there because ea bring out a new promo every single week and every single yes. week the promos get better and better and better until you know there is a curve in the game so if i don't play fifa for say a month two months and i go back on it with a team i had that team is now worthless in game and they're so far behind the curve that you know i'm in the same division i was a month ago but I'm losing a lot more and I'm finding yeah. it a lot more difficult because everyone else has got these better players now. And I think then that makes me want to think, oh, I need to improve my team. Uh, I haven't got any coins. How do I do that? I'll put on points with the hope of getting yeah. a better player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it's cheeky how, yeah, like I said, with the untradeables, how you can't even, you know, get the players, put them on the shots and market, get some coins back, buy who you want. Um, but yeah, I think the fact they're bringing out a promo every single week, getting slightly better each time, it makes, you know, cards you've got from the month before absolutely worthless at a certain point in the game. Yeah, and it's just it's just a shame, like Adam Adam made the point as well in the chat. It's a shame that that this is in games and the fact that there, there are these kind of 
pay to win mechanics in a in a lot of games and jasmine made put overwatch and most other loot box games have only cosmetics in it's the same thing with with warzone 2 in a way warzone 2 does have cosmetics you can buy but also there is like blueprints which are normally the meta weapons which allow you to build that meta weapon before you actually unlock it in the game whatever so it is it is a little bit different with warzone 2 but it's just if people didn't buy these things if no one, if just everyone turned around and said, "Okay, no one's going to buy FIFA points," they would not be in the game anymore. No. Um, but it's yeah, it's just a shame that we're at this stage where there are there are people putting on these points. And the other point as well is that in six months' time, that worthless. will be completely worthless. Yeah. and that's what I mean. I think. You know, you'll find some people who, as soon as they buy the FIFA game, the first day they have it, not only are they buying the game, they're loading on, you know, £80 worth of FIFA points because they want to straight from the go. More than the game is worth. Yeah, from the go, they want to get a sub ahead of everyone else. They're buying these packs to get cards. And because it's it's right at the start of the game, there's nothing good promo-wise. You're getting base gold players. They're putting all these money to maybe get a month of good, you know, being the best team in the game possible. Within a month and a half, two months, that whole team then is worthless. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I've just... spoke to, uh, yeah, I know you... you were at the EPL as well, but I've spoke to a number of professional FIFA players um, at the highest level who've said that as a minimum they need to spend five grand to be competitive. Yeah. I mean, Absolute, you'll like, you'll look at what a lunch. Any just as soon as the game comes out, they need oh, to right. put five grand on to buy the FIFA points to get the players. And then what that does, they get them enough coins to be able to survive them for the rest of the year and then put, you know, a thousand yeah. in here or there. Because otherwise they won't be competitive. Any, yeah. You watch any pro FIFA streamer or any big streamer in that case. Uh, when the game is released, they will have, you know, hundreds, even thousands of pounds worth of points loaded onto their account to try and get the best players possible. And there's yep. some cases, I think there were some streamers, uh, this probably isn't correct, but the, the actual amount put on over 10 grand and they didn't get anyone in value over like 90 rated in total it just shows you how small your chances are yeah i i think i think i did that story the one that you're the all referencing so it was a fifa 22 streamer bateson uh it was from january last year uh he opened three thousand three hundred pounds worth of packs in an attempt to pack a team of the year item but didn't pack a single one yeah it just uh, shows just how kind of proves our point. Yeah, take him to yeah. court. Take him to court. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you remember? Um, may, maybe this is too naive of me, but do you remember when you used to play the new FIFA game and have your mates round and just you know pass the pad or like play yeah. people like one on one or whatever? That was a good time, wasn't it? That was a good time. Land, land FIFA. There's no. There's no. There's nothing better than land FIFA. There's yeah, a little, a little tournament, a little tournament. I was always how it, how it was. Get the multi tap in the back of your PlayStation Two. <laughs> you know, two players <laughs> either side. Yeah, absolutely. The good old days. The good old days. Um, but Aaron, you mentioned earlier about Activision Blizzard about you uh, giving them your money. Well, it looks like Microsoft will be about to give Activision Blizzard a bit of money as well because just the a latest. Bit, just a bit. I don't know. My voice went all grisly then. Um, <laughs> apologies for that. Uh, but it looks like it looks like uh, the CMA are going to approve the uh, Microsoft Activision deal as well. So weeks after voicing concerns, I'm going to read your words verbatim, Aaron, from oh, the piece no. that you did for the Mirror. So th- this is on the Mirror online. You can read read that at mirror.co.uk forward slash gaming. Uh, this is Aaron's piece on the CMA deal. Don't judge too harshly, everybody. Don't, don't... <laughs> 
too harshly. <laughs> Weeks after voicing concerns over lessening competition in the console space, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority have reversed its position and looked dead set on approving Microsoft Activision acquisition. Uh, Microsoft's ongoing battle to have the Competition and Markets Authority approve its proposed 68.7 billion acquisition um, of Activision Blizzard finally looks to be coming to an end as the UK watchdog has turned around on its previous belief that the merger could harm UK players. This comes after, just after weeks. After just weeks. This comes just, just weeks, weeks after. after it proposed <laughs> Call of Duty could be removed for the deal entirely. It's been Who writes day. this stuff? Who writes this I know. stuff? <laughs> Aaron, come on. Um, yeah, it's, it's my fault. Apologies. Um, so, yeah, so they talked about, uh, we're provisionally, uh, th so in a statement, the CMA chairman, Martin Coleman, stated, we have now provisionally concluded the merger will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in console gaming services. Um uh, the reason, he said, is because Microsoft be, uh, making Call of Duty an Xbox-exclusive franchise would be loss-making under any plausible scenario, and therefore very silly. I love, I love, I that, love that. That, that. That last bit's me, by the way. Martin Coleman <laughs> yeah, didn't say that. <laughs> I love I love that just extra little bit there. Uh, essentially, Microsoft won't stop releasing Call of Duty on PlayStation because it would lose money doing so. That's really interesting, I think. It looks like it's going through. After all the debate we had on all the previous walkthroughs about, you know, um, it's not going to go through, you know, it's not going to happen. The CMA, you know, they're, they're asking for too much. It looks like it's finally going to happen, doesn't it? The, this latest statement um, looks looks pretty definitive. I mean, the ruling isn't for a few months officially. So, you know, it's still up in the air as of right now officially. But it looks like it's going to happen, Aaron. Yeah, um, I was like shocked when I was writing up this story and I was looking into the CMA statement because as, as the article says, like it was only weeks ago that they were asking Microsoft to consider taking Call of Duty out of the deal, like uh, because they were worried that it would lessen competition between PlayStation and Xbox. And what they say isn't wrong. Like basically what the CMA has said to sum it up is that even with Call of Duty, why would Microsoft suddenly make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive game when they're making so much money selling it on PC and PlayStation? And we know that Call of Duty sells best on PlayStation, at least within the console space. So there really is no incentive for them to make it an exclusive, to which I would say, you're, you're not wrong, but look at the past precedent. Like Microsoft isn't doing this for the money. They're doing it almost for the cachet. They want to be considered a major player within the gaming world again. And lately, they've not been doing a good job at that because they can't get games out. Their last major franchise uh, IP, Halo, had a middling reception with Halo Infinite. The campaign was okay. And the multiplayer actually was applauded at launch, but they just haven't got the resources somehow to keep that live service game afloat with uh, regular updates and stuff like that. So what they want, rather than trying to build their own sort of live service shooter game, they're trying to get Call of Duty and make it theirs. And uh, I think the very fact that they're having to offer 10-year minimum uh, multi-platform deals to people like Nintendo, for some reason, uh, these weird cloud gaming services that I've never even heard of, can't even name you one right now, um, because they're it's literally, they're fumbling around like, uh, and you can have Call of Duty. Uh, uh, is there any screen that Call of Duty isn't on yet? And that's basically what they're doing. Um, the Ouya, is the Ouya well. still a thing? And Nintendo, and Nintendo as well. GeForce Now, there's one, um, yeah. which I know quite a lot of people use, actually. I think one handy. of the cloud services had, like, 100 followers on Twitter, from what <laughs> I can make out. Um, Does that not start, like, reek of desperation, though? Of, like, we need to get bit, Call yeah. of Duty to somebody. So, basically, yeah, like, they're definitely making this this franchise exclusive after the 10-year period. Is But, you know, 
the good news is, is that PlayStation, it forces them into a position to try and develop a competitor, kind of like what we we're just talking about with FIFA and the whole EA split thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this deal was never going to go through for, six, for for almost 69 billion. I know I've rounded up, it feels weird rounding up 68.7 billion to 69 yeah. billion because that's missing out $300 million, <laughs> um, which is just... Um, so 68 points, this was never going to go through if Call of Duty was off the table. Let's be honest. The yeah, only reason, like you said, the only reason they were buying Activision Blizzard was for COD because, you know, it's one of the biggest, ga- it's probably one of the big, biggest gaming franchises ever. Um, and one of the most lucrative as well. But yeah, it just, it just feels weird that we're at this place. I thought there would be a little bit more to in and fro in, and there has been like, some harsh words with PlayStation and Sony yeah. have come out quite hard with their kind of, um, you know, what they've talked about, you know, they're going to make it like this or they're going to, they're going to release it in not a fit state. Some of the things they're talking about yeah. as well, which I, I never kind of bought. I think that was just for the, for the jury, if you like, um, of the people who actually set to approve this, but yeah, it just, it, just, it does feel a bit weird that it could be, it could be happening. Um, Lewis, what do you what do you make of this whole situation? Do you do you do you think this? What did you think of upon hearing? I know you've not been into this too much because you're predominantly FIFA based. But when when you heard of this sixty eight point seven billion acquisition, what what were your first thoughts on it? The first thought was um, trying to really put into perspective how much sixty eight point seven billion really is. Like that is such a large amount of money, and you know I'm 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 not as much into you know all these games as you are but i know for a fact that call of duty is their most luxury asset and there was no way they that would go through without that um but i just i still can't get my head around that figure it's such a big amount of money imagine writing the check for 68.7 billion <laughs> like who, whose job is that to actually like cross the t's and dot the i's you, you, and everything? you get you get cramp in your hand writing that out yes <laughs> oh he's halfway through oh no can't quite pull it off do, but, um, do you remember the last yeah. check you wrote? You have to actually write out. You have to write it out in words, and then you have to write out oh, the yeah. numbers as well, don't you? Yeah, um, like yeah. It would take a long time. Like, do you know that box <laughs> on the bottom right where you actually have to write? Surely the box isn't big enough. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to have to invent have to like a specific it. size check just to. No, but like, do you know do those it. competition checks that you that people hold up? It yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones they give to charity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except Microsoft yeah. ain't no charity. Um, no, it's not. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, other, the other thing with this story, uh, Nathan, is obviously yes. after hearing the CMA's new comments, the turnaround, Microsoft were like, oh, yes, we knew they'd come to like the correct conclusion yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. But their but their their excuse for why they wouldn't make Call of Duty exclusive was so annoying to me because obviously they previously purchased Bethesda and but basically, the example they used were like, oh, well, we let Deathloop and we let Ghostwire Tokyo release on PlayStation 5. So there's precedent that we could let this happen. I'm like, uh-uh. rewind the tape a little bit. Don't know what that noise was, by the way. Because, but the only reason that those two games came to PlayStation 5 were because Bethesda had exclusive exclusivity agreements for a time period of a year before you purchased them. And then they said something in a statement like, oh, and we're letting them exist on PlayStation. We're not taking them away. I'm like, no, because that would be insane. Have you ever heard of that? Like a, a previously multi-platform title coming out to everything and then somebody new buys them. Like, well, we're ripping them away from platforms where they're already continuing mm. to make money. Not to mention the physical side of game of, of the games in 
industry where what Microsoft is going to send people out to remove the game boxes off or PlayStation consoles, are they? So the fact that they're trying to make them now sound like a hero and that like, no, we, we let this happen. We let PlayStation, you know, we respect our statements, whatever. Because also feeding into this story is the feature I wrote last weekend where a version of Redfall was in development for PlayStation 5. Um, and then Microsoft bought Bethesda and then they, you know, behind the scenes canned it. And it was only because the game's director, Harvey Smith, uh, let it slip in anticipation of the, of the previews coming out that that was happening. So they're very much in the business of taking games away from other people. And yeah, that might not happen with Call of Duty now, but in 10 years time, you know, I, I, I mean, then, then there's Minecraft, right? Minecraft is still being supported on other platforms and, uh, yeah, I just in my I'll get myself in a bind with it basically because I was giving with with Redfall specifically, and I promise I will let other people talk. I was no, giving Microsoft. On, I'm loving it. <laughs> I was I can already see Will's gonna like clip this out and like Aaron goes ham on like Xbox deal or whatever. <laughs> but like I, with it happened first with Hi-Fi Rush at the beginning of this year. I was like, finally, Xbox has got a game out. They purchased Bethesda, then they worked with Bethesda to incubate a game that was first party built from the ground up for Xbox. Then we find out that Hi-Fi Rush was already in development before Microsoft acquired them. And now we find out that Redfall was already in pre-production before Microsoft acquired them. I know game development takes a long time, but what I'm saying is that Microsoft is buying all of these companies. But since buying all of these companies, we're not seeing the fruits of that labor. It's only stuff that's happened after uh, that, that happened before, I beg your pardon, that we're already seeing off, with the rare exception of Pentiment, which was a small indie game developed by um, a Bethesda studio. I can't believe which one, which was like a 2D indie game where he came out and said, uh, yeah, that game wouldn't exist were it not for Xbox Game Pass. So other than that small example, I'm struggling to think of the benefits of Microsoft buying any of these games and what I would say to any of these companies. And what I would say to sum up one final point, what I would say to the CMA is, if Microsoft is so intent on making Call of Duty accessible to everyone, why is it purchasing it? Because surely the incentive now for Activision is to get it on as many platforms as possible. And that there's a reason why it hasn't come to Nintendo Switch and weird platforms like GeForce Now already. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> can we like, can we edit, like a the, mic the, drop into that? We should do, yeah. Um, and I'm spending. Yeah. The, the the noise, I just want to clarify for everyone who's listening, the noise that Aaron made is now left, by the way. <laughs> I told the you, noise that Aaron moment. made was the buzzer from Family Fortunes, just to, just to clarify. Oh, yeah, it was, um, yeah. Um, Our survey says. <laughs> but, but do you dispute anything that I've said? Maybe I've thought about this more than most people. And obviously, I, I'm just so against consolidation. And like they, Microsoft and Phil Spencer, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. I completely agree. Um, I think there's a lot of things being said about what will happen, but only the actions will show in the future about yeah. what, what they're actually going to do with it. And I think sometimes Microsoft talk a very good game and uh, their actions may not live up to what they say. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but we've, we've got some we've got some nice feedback in the chat on, on Aaron's rant. Uh, Jasmine says, uh, Aaron sounds so passionate. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why wouldn't you about, um, about Microsoft? Uh, Gigi also says, preach. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's room for disagreement. Jasmine uh, pipes up as well. And Jasmine, we're not even... At, Aaron's favorite subject so hold on hold on your horses there, there were about to there were chances there were chances well actually I did mention it with the pentiment thing you I did guess. you did say the game but yeah you did say game Pass. Yeah. but so seemingly just let me know if there's any link to this but 
In other news, out of nowhere, Microsoft has removed one of the best entry points to Xbox Game Pass on console and PC in lieu of new introductory promotions. So um, there's a Microsoft's long-running $1 trial offer for Xbox Game Pass is now no longer available. Uh, Carrie Perez, head of global communications at Xbox, told The Verge... We are evaluating different marketing promotions for new members in the future. In other words, don't expect this offer to return anytime soon. Um, so Game Pass, obviously, $7.99 a month, um, $9.99 in dollars and $10.95 in Australian dollars, uh, where players can stream and play literally hundreds of titles. Uh, but up until now, uh, Xbox has allowed people to trial that service one month for as little as $1.00. That is now stopping, um, according to to Xbox and Microsoft, um, and there will be new introductory offers which they haven't confirmed yet. Um, Aaron, you wrote a piece. I think I'll put your some of your piece verbatim on the mm-hmm. on the on the doc there that I'm just reading off. But you talked about potentially this is the start of Microsoft's new strategy for Game Pass. Um, I'm very, very conscious you've spoke, spoken for a long time about Microsoft, but yeah. would you mind talking about what no. you think Microsoft's new strategy is? That's um, what I'm here for, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, um, what, what does this yeah. mean? What does this mean? Well, it means that because basically up until now, people have been able... So this $1 trial offer, and I believe it was a pound in the UK as well, it would grant you access to Xbox Game Pass, not even Xbox Game Pass Standard, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which basically lets you get grant you access to the EA Play side of things as well, um, that entire portfolio, and the PC version of Xbox Game Pass as well as the console one. And that would, for a pound, you for newcomers could get on board for a month and basically trial out the service instead of paying the ten ninety nine sterling in the UK, because obviously this is the this is the ultimate version of Xbox Game Pass we're talking about. Um, and now that's going away. And I feel like the fact that we didn't get um, any sort of like warning that this was happening is very telling because it's almost like um like an out is this like a like a known secret i'm not using that expression correctly that there was an exploit for this where people could stack multiple months of xbox game pass ultimate using this trial promotion i'd never done it myself because i'd always assume that you had to be a new of course not of course not i've never no no, definitely not i'm not gonna implicate myself on a live youtube stream of course i've already slandered xbox enough on this podcast but i am an xbox game pass subscriber so anyway i'm a hypocrite apparently um (laughs) um so yeah basically the the fact that they there was no warning because literally i feel like i I came into work on monday and it was like doing the news rounds whereas they'd already told the verge that this offer was off and i feel like for the longest time xbox game pass hasn't been about making money it's been about building the subscriber base building the subscriber base and this one pound or one dollar introductory offer was a good way of doing that because what have you got to lose especially if xbox is basically sort of saying without saying or you can even use this to stack your months of xbox and potentially pay as little as 12 pounds for a whole month's worth of xbox game pass ultimate that's obviously stopped now without warning so I feel like Xbox is about to, and what I was getting at with that piece is Xbox is about to enter its new strategy where it's not going to be as quite as kind to newcomers. It's not going to offer them that for that low price. And now I feel like it's kind of, they're even having to say to themselves, right, we've got the subscriber base. Now it's time to actually start making money because there must be so many people out there not paying as much as what I'll admit Game Pass is worth. Like $10.99 a month, I'm happy to pay it. And that's the God honest truth because it is worth that money right now. I believe that price is going to go up in future, uh, potentially uh, when Starfield releases, when they've got a good reason to kind of pull people in. 
right now there's not that many exclusives so they haven't got a good justification to raise that price but yeah that's basically what i was getting at the fact that this came without warning i feel like it's telling that they feel like xbox game pass needs to start making money Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? We've got a few more, um, got a few more people in the chat. Amir, uh, hello everyone, and he also says, uh, "No more Resident Evil stream." I guess, uh, sad face, Aaron. That that Resident Evil stream has, has really captured the imagination of our audience. Give the people um, what they want. Give the people what they want. Stream part two, I guess. <laughs> uh, we'll pencil that in as well. Uh, Adam says, uh, "Well, I well I got it." Uh, saw how bad the platform was and cancelled only one pound wasted that's interesting that you thought the the platform was bad um jasmine also says when i stopped my game pass and then came back to it a year later let me do the one pound trial again that's nice of that's nice of them um <laughs> uh, she says you get a free month of game pass uh, for new accounts with the discord nitro subscription which costs less than the game pass itself I can't imagine they make any money. Well, that's exactly what uh, what Aram saying is their old strategy. Um, Lewis, I'll come to you because because I know you've got an Xbox. Yeah, uh, and obviously I know that you you play FIFA predominantly, but for seven ninety nine uh, a month, you get access to hundreds of games, including I'm just going through the list now. Uh, you got Madden NFL twenty three. You've got the new Battlefield game. You've got Crusader Kings three. Um, you've got FIFA twenty two is on there. Um, uh, my screen is just reloading. Uh, Aaron, I believe you can help me out. That's right. I believe that's Xbox Game Pass Ultimate because that includes I'm the EA, EA Play Bolt On. So it's ten ninety nine right. a month, not seven ninety nine. Ten ninety nine. Still okay. a great price. Still a great price. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, F one twenty two is on there as well, which is a you know a, a pretty good game. It's not recent, but it's it's on there. Um, all of the got, Halos, Jasmine just all said of in the, the chat. Halos, but all of the Bethesda. As well, yeah, um, yeah, all all that stuff. Um, have you ever been tempted to to do Game Pass? Because I know when you get an Xbox, you get that offer, don't you? That yeah, we were talking yeah. about. How how tempted were you to do that, and what did you make of it as well? Do you know what? I think I have been more recently, just because uh, talking to all of you all the time. I want to play more games and get more into it. Uh, I think if, yeah, if, if you're someone who definitely has the time for it, I feel like. Uh, it's definitely worth it. I think I'm just so committed to playing FIFA all the time. When I do get a free, <laughs> when I do get a free moment, I'm playing that, and you know, trying to keep up with the curve and build my team and without spending money on packs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know, for the for the price it's offering and the amount of games of are uh, available, I think you know you get your bang for your buck, don't you? It's really worth it. Yeah, and and as uh, as Aaron said, it, it might not be about the bang for the book at the moment with Microsoft. They might be just trying to, you know, increase their, their base and everything, but it looks like that may be changed. Do you see a Game Pass price increase on the horizon, potentially? You're talking to me? I'm talking to you. Oh, you're talking to me. Oh, I'm the only one here. You must be talking to me. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, like, I feel like mm. Xbox has been very vocal about the amount, like, the value is all they've got. They haven't got the games they haven't even got the most powerful console if you want to get really into specifics compared to the Xbox Series Ooh. X and the PlayStation 5. Like, there's like a little bit of power difference there. Or correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. So, value is literally all they got to offer players. So, until these exclusives come, and even then I'm calling them exclusives, Starfield wasn't once an exclusive. When it was initially announced, it was also announced for PlayStation. But obviously, because it hadn't released yet, uh, Xbox went in and nipped it in the bud, similar to Redfall. Um, so I feel like Starfield is a game that people are excited about for some reason. Um, 
mainly because it's like a big giant open world game where they're literally promising you the galaxy. So I've been theorizing for quite a while that if there's a time to raise the price of Xbox Game Pass, that is the time to do it because people will be like, oh, that sucks. Okay, so the standard price of Game Pass is seven ninety nine now, just for the console version. Mm. Well, if you were to bump that up to even nine ninety nine, like two pounds difference here in the UK, like nine ninety nine for a month's worth of play in Starfield, or are you going to pay full price, which is sixty to seventy pounds for the privilege, when you can get seven months of play for the exact same price via Xbox Game Pass, and you get access to so many other games as well? The price of Xbox Game Pass is literally ridiculous; always has mm-hmm. been. And it's had that much of an effect that it's forcing Nintendo and PlayStation. It's pulling them into this ecosystem, which is actually, to quote the CMA, is a loss-making endeavor. Um, Mm. So I think it's very dangerous in that way, but there's no doubt about it. And I feel like in a previous podcast, Nathan, we'd already uh, made the Netflix and Spotify comparison, where for the longest time, these streaming services were riding the high of, we're growing and growing and growing. We're growing and growing and growing. Let's pay more money to invest in content because we're growing and growing and growing. And uh, Xbox Game Pass up until now has been in that situation where it's growing and growing and growing. And it still will, I think, even though it's um, it's removed that introductory offer. But there is going to come a point where it hits a ceiling and it's unable to grow anymore. And uh, they're going to have to start releasing games um, to sort of you know make up for the losses that Game Pass is incurring right now until they can work out and get away for the balance sheets to, to even out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just I'm just looking into um, Sony claimed in November that Game Pass has 29 million subscribers, and that includes Xbox Game Pass console and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So if they put mm. the price up by two pounds, that's an extra 60 million quid in the back pocket um, every month. Um, but you know what nice. though. That's prob that would probably fund like half the development of a AAA game these days. That's true. Like, cause yeah, that's you're looking true. at at least a hundred million, but that is only a month. So if you're, you know, if you roll that, like, you know, I mean, they're making more than that, obviously, because they're charging seven ninety nine. But then, how many people are only paying a pound up until recently for that? You know, yeah. how many? But say so that buying... if the price. Sorry. No, 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 Lewis. I was, was going to say <laughs> if the price went up and they said something like this goes towards us funding and creating more games do you think more people would you know be inclined to pay that price increase i th- i mean speaking as a, a player that i've said this multiple times games are worth paying for i personally would and that hence why i think that's why i'm expecting it you know there are literally a few instances where you'll tell you'll find me saying to a company charge me more money because if it means i get better games in the long run then i think that's worth the investment yeah. problem is right now is that i'm paying full price for xbox game pass ultimate and the games aren't coming um, and I don't think upping the, the problem is I don't think upping the price of Game Pass, the, the how much money it costs to develop games is not the issue. It's a pipeline issue for Microsoft. They've got the teams, they've got the manpower. They just can't aim them in the same direction that Nintendo and place. They're not as efficient as PlayStation and Nintendo. And where was it that these consoles released in 2020 were three years in. And I feel like you can count on one hand the amount of first party games, true first party games, not as a result of acquisition that Xbox has released. And then it was funny during Black Friday, if you want to go way, way back, where people were like, the price of an Xbox Series S, oh my God, it's so cheap. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, but what are you playing on it? Like, you don't need to buy a Series S, you can play all these games on an Xbox One, right? So I, I know I'm going like all over the place in terms of this argument, but the per- the point is that it all feeds into one another. It's an ecosystem, right? So, but to answer your question, Lewis, I personally would be all right, but I feel like most gamers these days and people in general have been conditioned to not want to pay for things, whether that be music movies and ultimately game pass ultimately games yeah absolutely so with with call of duty then um 
potentially coming onto Game Pass in the future, no matter what Microsoft say about 10 years or, you know, how that will happen. How many more subscribers do you think they're targeting for Game Pass with Call of Duty? Do you think they're, do you think that's basically, that's their overall goal, that people will buy an Xbox and then buy Game Pass to then get Call of Duty? that that's what they're aiming that's what they're aiming for they're looking at all these people who are playing paying for call of duty on playstation they're looking actually if you buy an xbox and you pay 10 pound a month if you say the price is going to go up let's assume it's 10 pound a month you get call of duty for free every year is that is that the ultimate aim for microsoft at the moment is that what you're seeing i i think that's it's something there might be something to that just to say like like how great would it look on marketing where buy an xbox because you get to play Call of Duty for no additional cost. But yes. then most Xboxes are sold at a loss, a loss hardware is, and then companies traditionally make the, the profit on software. But then Xboxes cut that bit of the cut that piece out of the equation because they're essentially giving they want your subscription instead of your $70 that you it's the complete opposite of FIFA, whereas FIFA gets your $70 plus money in game. Xbox have cut out the $70 part and they just want your money in game. But even then. Like Warzone is free to play anyway, so I'm I'd be interested to see like how many people are still playing PvP Call of Duty multiplayer when compared to Warzone Two, and maybe their strategy is well, we, I mean they're not saying this is their strategy, so I'd be surprised if it was their strategy, but maybe their strategy is we want more people playing PvP Call of Duty because then they'll pay for stuff in game similar to they do Warzone, so they want to lower the barrier to entry whilst picking up people's ten pounds subscription on the, on the side. So I think, but honestly, like speaking from my heart, I think they just want to say the biggest game in the world you can play for ostensibly free on Xbox. And that in terms of like making them a real marketing player within the games industry again, is it? But if I was Xbox, I'd say you must be, you must be looking at God of War Ragnarok. You must be looking at The Last of Us. Develop a game like that that's high budget, high quality that people care about with characters that people can invest in because ultimately that's what keep, pe- keeps people coming back. Like the reason that PlayStation will never put their day w- their first party exclusives on PlayStation Plus day one is because people are willing to pay for them because they're guaranteed a AAA polished experience whereas nothing like that exists on Xbox right now. I'm, so- I'm sorry guys, it, they, it just doesn't. Other than Forza Horizon, which is an amazing game, Super high quality game and playground games. The people that make that game are also making the new Fable. I'm really excited about that. But honestly, right now, I could name you 10 PlayStation games that have got emotional characters that are worth investing in. And what has Xbox got? A spaceman with a helmet. And he's called Master Chief and he's been the exact same character for over 10 years. It never used to be that way. You know, Xbox used to dominate in the first person uh, console space. But anyway, I'll shut up now because this is turning into the Aaron show. But I, it's just there's so much to say on this topic. Like, yeah, yeah there is. Uh, Adam's in the chat. Increase the price after releasing good games, not before. You aren't short of cash, Microsoft. Um, they might be a bit short of cash after the 68.7 billion. But I get your point there. They're not short of cash. Um, Aaron also, uh, sorry, Adam also says Aaron will be running for prime minister soon with banging speeches like this. Adam, I won't Um, be running for prime minister soon because everything I've told you is the truth. All right. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Good answer. Uh, Jason also says, uh, yeah, Aaron is really cool, though. Uh, Compared to the prime minister, is that? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what context that is, Jason, if you if you can fill us in on on how how exactly 
um how exactly i need i need to <laughs> i need to pay jason jason send me your invoice and i'll pay you uh the fee yeah i was gonna say you, you need to you need to pay the rest of the invoice to, to finish that, <laughs> that chat um jasmine said i would watch the aaron show all day every day uh like the truman show sort of thing um that, that'd be a very yeah. boring show yeah put that on say. game pass um how many just back on back on this topic as well um oh sorry jasmine as well has called out lewis lewis when are we gonna play Fortnite together i know that should happen on stream no no make it happen on stream that was a politician answer lewis she says when are we going to play Fortnite? (laughs) you need to give her a time of the day (laughs) Uh, my answer was sort of on topic so that's not a politician answer is it so you said we need to sort it out. Is that the answer? Yeah, that's okay. the answer. There you go, Jasmine. We, it's locked in. Um, we just need to. We just need to sort it. I know that we, me and Jasmine, are going to do a Fortnite stream at one point because um, we did a Warzone two stream, which is a game that I play, and uh, she played that for the first time. I've played Fortnite before. Um, and I'm quite familiar with it, but I haven't played it in a while. So I want to check out the new Unreal Engine five graphics and things, and have a play around with the editor potentially as well. Um, so we'll be doing a, a stream on that in in the future for anyone who's interested in that as well. And we've got a stream on Friday, uh, which is really exciting as well, uh, where uh, our resident uh, Last of Us TV show enthusiast Matt, who has his opinions on fridges and logistics uh, will be streaming the last <laughs> of us part one on pc on friday um he's never played the game before he's only watched the tv show so please uh, make sure you tune in to watch that because that will be very entertaining i can promise you uh jason's back in the chat uh he i mean he really knows appreciate he really knows appreciate others hard to find people like this nowadays keep up the good work that's really nice jason thank you uh for that um and aaron's nodding his head as well uh, yeah, thanks, Jason. We really appreciate that. Um, how many games could Microsoft have developed on their own with sixty-eight point seven billion? Well, yeah, that's, that's true, isn't it? At least two, <laughs> two, two. At least two. At least two. At least two. At least two. That's a safe. What answer. was for, what was for Spoken's budget? Apparently, oh, was it two hundred and fifty million? I think that that figure's coming to mind. Over hundred million dollars to make. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. They could have Games... made six hundred and eighty-seven of Forspoken's. But then let's not think this isn't that's Microsoft money, isn't it? That's not Xbox money. True. So, Microsoft but... also have the Windows division and the Enterprise division, and they you know they sell software yeah. by the bucket load and all that kind but, of but stuff. But it, as well, but it so. does say that Microsoft like Xbox would have had to clear this with Microsoft clearly, and they must have made oh, a very convincing so, yeah. yeah. They must have made a very convincing <laughs> argument because like so that tells me that Microsoft thinks that gaming sort of is the future, like compared yeah. to other like forms of technology and especially VR, which yeah. Microsoft doesn't seem to have any interest in these days. But yeah, like that's the thing. Like why spend that money acquiring? Okay. Yeah. It's one of the biggest games in the world when yeah. for a fraction of that price, even just a 10th of it, you could probably crack yeah. out something uh, as amazing as God of War. I would have loved to have been just listening to that phone call where Phil Spencer calls up Satya Nadella, who's the CEO of Microsoft, who I just had to Google um, <laughs> and say, "Send all the show, yeah." So, um, hi, mate. Um, I'm thinking of buying Activision Blizzard. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, nice one. Um, yeah, how much? Uh, yeah, it's sixty-eight point seven billion. Yeah, is that right? But, yeah, I'll sign it off. But, but let's recreate that call now, Nathan. A billion with a B. What? 
What you? Why don't you be... make some games? Shall I be Phil and you be Satya? Do you want to do it that I, way? I've never met Satya, but Satya, I'm going to do you uh, a prank. Come on, <laughs> hit me up. Hi Satya, how you doing, mate? Hi, uh, hi, uh, Nathan. You're right. Phil, I mean. No, I'll, I'll do okay. um, <laughs> You call me Nathan. Okay, that's not. What, yeah. what has this stream descended <laughs> into? I know, but, um, I know. But I, I, I just, I just, I, don't, I just love that. Just love do that you know what the funny thing is, though? Is apparently, and I, I guess this is right, is that the sixty-eight point eight, the sixty-eight point seven billion was actually like. I think Microsoft consider it a bit of a steal because Activision were, was surrounded by so, Activision was surrounded by so much controversy. Remember with the Bob, Bobby Kodak stuff that yes. their share prices had dipped. So yes. that's when Activision swooped in and like, you know, we'll take all this off your hands. We'll give you a golden power parachute, Bobby Kodak. So I dread to think of what yeah. their market price was before all that stuff sort of went down. Yeah, I think and it's I, absolutely everything they have to offer. I mean, it's a there's a decimal point, I guess, isn't it? Why couldn't it be a nice <laughs> round hole number? Why have they got a round? Why is it? Got yeah, the sixty, well, the point seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw <laughs> a couple of million. A couple of. Tech That's the outlets. VAT, Lewis. That's the VAT. Yeah, That's what yeah. that is. And a couple of outlets actually rounded it up, and I mean, I know we had this conversation internally where we were like, we can't round it up because we'd be missing three hundred million if we rounded it up, which is a, which is a big amount. Um, That's two forspokens but... right there. Uh, even three if you if three you potentially potentially yeah potentially in there yeah. but i think the the thing as well that i really loved about when they announced it is that they they made a point microsoft about saying that they were buying it for 68.7 billion cash <laughs> did, did you notice that in the original they they they, they, yeah. they didn't say anything about we're having to lend this money we'll have to you know, money in the bank we're on a payment plan we're using klarna other things are available but you know we, we're using the we're payment. gonna paypal it to you yeah they're paying it cash with just the biggest flex the biggest gaming tech flex that has ever been I, surely. i'm always disappointed when i hear that phrase these days though because obviously i know what it means it means you've got the cash but in like bank, it does yeah. put in mind like Phil Spencer with a massive brief briefcase. Like you've not seen a briefcase this big. No. Multiple. He stacked them up. One it's for a every case, isn't it? Ten billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multiple. He's had to back up a lorry full of suitcases up to yeah. Activision's door. And the thing is as well, is not only have their share price dropped recently, Activision Blizzard, but no one's playing Warzone two. Yeah. Which yeah, could be a problem. Um no one's I guess playing Call what... of Duty at the moment. I guess that's what the CMA are kind of arguing. It's like, well, if no yeah. one's playing Warzone, then the only money source for Call of Duty is to keep selling copies of it on PlayStation 5. Of yeah. Call of Duty, yeah. And obviously we'll, we'll have a Call of Duty 2023 as well, um, is what's been claimed the latest leaks. We haven't got a confirmation of that as well yet. <clears throat> but I'm sure that will be the case. Um, Adam is back in the chat uh, as well. He says, I'm eight episodes into The Last of Us and having Matt's tape and fridge takes in my mind has increased my viewing experience <laughs> he will love that if matt's still in uh in the live show i don't think he is but if he if he still is i'm sure he'd be he'd be absolutely delighted with that uh, and if you haven't seen those takes please go on to our mirror gaming tiktok channel uh, it's uh, go into tiktok search the mirror gaming uh, and you'll see us uh, we're a verified account on there check out matt's takes on the last of us they're very very funny we're, we're a verified um, account in there but matt's opinions on the last of us aren't verified not by not me verified by yeah. absolutely um jasmine also says i'm happily i'll happily do two fortnite streams one with nathan one with lewis i'm unhealthily obsessed with that game there you go 
<laughs> locked in lewis locked in yeah. um she also says what is this skit ha 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 so uh, yeah that was before we i don't know why we started doing that aaron i think i think we just lost it for a minute there um, well you were you were saying like let, just imagine that chat and then i i messed it up immediately by calling you nathan instead of Phil yeah. or, or yeah. lionel messi i should have said but yeah thank you for that i appreciate <laughs> that um yeah but i think i think that about wraps it up for this week gentlemen it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the walkthrough as always uh, aaron thank you so much uh, for joining us once again uh, your microsoft uh, chat is always very uh, very very entertaining we really appreciate all the passion um and yeah thank you very much for joining us well thanks for having me and apologies it got a bit crazy there uh, for a couple <laughs> of times a bit but, unhinged. Uh, yeah hopefully that was co you know it made sense and cohesive and people understood where i was getting up with it I think it did, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Uh, Lewis, thank you yeah. so much for joining us as well, uh, talking all things FIFA and get involved in all the other topics as well. We really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, Lewis's uh, EPL video and the PyFast interview will be on YouTube at some point, so keep an eye out for that as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Aaron, sorry, did I interrupt what you were going to say? Were you going to say something just before we get where we went? Um, I was just going to say, like, thanks to Lewis, because before I went off on a chat, like, the whole FIFA conversation mostly goes over my head, doesn't it? So, <laughs> like, Lewis is... is FIFA answer to Aaron from Microsoft, apparently, I guess. Yeah. Well, it feels like I mean, like you, you say a... that, but <laughs> so you say that, but I think half the things that we speak about, Nathan and explains to me in FIFA terms, just to make me sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll try and get those kind of football phrases in just to explain. Um, explain is it's, yeah, like Microsoft buying Activision is like Man City buying Chelsea or something. Essentially. <laughs> Um, or so, something along, along it, those it, lines. God, that makes so much more sense now. There you go. There you go. Um, you, put, you put it in my I'm trying to... what, what, Maybe... what, what Man City want to do is they want to they want to get Kai Havertz and they want to they want to make him available to their team at all times. Um, that's a, that's a similar sort of thing as what they're doing. What's the football equivalent to Xbox Game Pass? Is that Gary Lineker? It's like no, you can have Gary Lineker what's... on your. I don't know. What, a seven ninety nine subscription. <laughs> nothing in football is that cheap. Um, supporters, are, uh, you know, supporters are taken advantage of every weekend with um, a, a Bristol you know... Rover season ticket might be that cheap. Actually, I need to look into well, it, but I don't know. We'll yeah, see. but I mean, every weekend you have to pay for Sky, Amazon, BT to oh, watch yeah. all the games. So it's uh, yeah, f- football's a, a different beast. Um, That's why pubs yeah, are doing but... so well, I guess. Yes, but that's a different podcast, probably. Um, so <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we'll leave it there for today. We'll carry on the football chat uh, <laughs> off camera. But thank you. Thank you both for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who's joined uh, in the stream today. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy the video, please drop a like, subscribe to our channel and click the bell notification as well. So when we're next live, it'll pop up on your phone. You can just click it and you can just watch us live. It's just it's so easy. It'll be either me, Aaron, Lewis or one of the content creators who will be doing something live. So uh, make sure to tune in. We've got some good content for you coming up but that's it for this week's walkthrough we'll see you next week at 4 p.m same time uh, same juicy gossip and hot takes uh, but for for this week uh, bye bye we'll see you next week bye 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 <laughs>